Welcome to episode, I believe, 21. If not, welcome to episode 22. I think it's episode 21 of the Room for Rent podcast. I am your host with the most, Maria Bruguer. And we're here today with Sam Orson, comedian, busiest guy in Los Angeles. That's right. Best looking guy in Los Angeles. Sam, welcome. Thank you. Are you really the busiest man in LA? I'm pretty bu- I've been I haven't had a second off since I woke up this morning. So it's been a busy a busy day. It's going to be a busy week. It's shaping to be a busy month. It's going to be Okay. I are you saying busy in the entertainment sense or are you saying busy like you've got to go to work at Trader Joe's? Oh, well, I have like I have like three segments of my life basically. So I have my work life, <laughs> right? I keep it simple, three segments. It's easy to take care of. Okay. Okay. Work life pretty traditional. You know, eight to five-ish, maybe six-ish some days. And then exercise life, which can be like an, usually like an hour, nothing crazy. Okay. And then stand-up entertainment life from usually, you know, six or seven to around ten-ish. Okay. So you get up in the morning, you go to work, then you work out, then you do stand-up. Do stand-up to, yeah, roughly ten o'clock, and then from ten to, 10 to twelve is free play. So you have no life. <laughs> that is a lot. That's fun. That's fun stuff. No, I know. But like people who don't understand stand up yeah. and like the lifestyle and like trying to make something happen in LA or New York, wherever, they don't get that. They're like, you have no life, dude. Like, when do you get drunk? When do you do whatever? When do you get it's like, fucked <laughs> up, dude. Like, what is that? Yeah, happening? like I went out last weekend uh, to this place called Bungalow, which is so washed, nice. but no. What's washed mean? Wash is like. Like, it's not cool anymore. Not according to what you Like, yeah, it yeah. hasn't been cool for a while. But, like, <laughs> we went for a birthday party, and somebody was like, oh, it's so nice to see you out, like, having fun. And I'm like, I have fun every night. Yeah, yeah. What it's just not doing about? things other people, like, normal people want to do. Like, normal people don't want to sit with quasi-homeless people at an open mic <laughs> and tell jokes, you know? Just, who's mentally ill? And yeah, who's, yeah. Who's actually going to shoot the place yeah. up? The, uh, yeah, that's... So I mean, I'm just teasing you, because... We have the same with, life. And we have the know. same idea of fun, right? Like, that's, yeah. you know, it's, it is fun to me. Yes. That's why I do it, you know. But um, I, I went out, I've never, I never, I went out last night to a karaoke bar for a friend's thing. Okay. I haven't done that in maybe three years. I hate karaoke. Did you do it? Did you participate? No, no, no. I didn't participate in the festival of karaoke, but I did. Uh, it was fun, though. You know, I have, a, I have a fun, that's the nice thing about me is I can have fun wherever I go. Yeah, I... Uh, I don't know if I can do that. But, you but, can have fun wherever you go. Yeah, sometimes like, it gets You too- could go tour a prison and be like, hey, this is a pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do? Buddy? Yeah, I started working the cells, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Get the crowd working. No. Try to make the guy in solitary laugh. Oh, you yeah. You can make dude. a crowd of one laugh. <laughs> we gotta break him. We gotta break this guy. <laughs> He's broken. No, I like He's to- in solitary. He's broken. <laughs> I think it was like, I forget who I was talking to, but it was like, I'd much rather do something boring with a fun person than do something fun with a boring person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm that kind of, and like a lot of, I don't mind being in boring situations as long as the people I'm with are down to have fun. Yeah. So then you can make any, like being stuck in the airport for eight hours with a fun person is way better than playing, I don't know, mini golf with some nerd or something yeah. like that. You've been wearing that shirt for 12 days straight and it's not even pink. Like people have been wearing pink for 12 days straight because Barbie... Yeah, I'm not. Did you see it? I did see it. Did you see it? No, I refuse. You refuse? It's it. It's, I, I see exactly what it is. I, I, here's one thing I don't get. I don't get got. You know what I'm saying? And that is just, it's so clearly just a two hour long Mattel ad. 
It's not. Oh, but it is. Though. No, it's not. At the end not. of the day, that's what it is. No, it's not. Do you know that Greta Gerwig had total creative freedom with the script? I literally don't even know who that is. You don't know who Greta Gerwig... <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> hang on. I don't, I don't. <sighs> okay. You, very good-looking man, right? I'm not hitting on you. You're a classically handsome guy. Oh, Tall, yeah. good-looking. You have all your hair still, which is an accomplishment compared to a lot of people. Uh, you're trying to be in comedy. I think you're trying to be an actor. I think you try to model. I think you try to do all the things. I don't try to do either of those last two things you said, uh -huh. by the way. But you're trying to be in Hollywood. Hollywood Barbie... wishes they could have me, dude. They're begging no. for me. I won't let them have it. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> they want me so bad. They're not getting me. <laughs> and you don't know who Greta Gerwig is? Barbie has grossed like half a billion or more dollars. And Greta Gerwig is going to be the number one, if she's not already, director in Hollywood. And you don't know who she is? I don't. Is this her first movie? No. Now, how would I know who she is? Lady Bird. Little Women. Uh, yeah. Promising Young Woman. I, I, you don't I, know any of these movies? I don't, I don't really do movies anymore. You don't I, do movies? I gave movies. up on Hollywood. What was the last movie you watched? Oh, uh, last movie I watched, like in theaters? In general. In general. I, we got to get into generals now with you. Oh, man. I mean, the last movie I watched, I, I mean, but I watch this movie all the time. So, I, I watch Signs to... That's your go-to? Signs, yeah. Walking Signs Phoenix. is your go-to movie? I love movie? anything with Mel Gibson. I love Mel Gibson. And I love Walking oh, Phoenix. When you put them together, it's like... Oh, just, my God. But I watch Signs maybe two, three times a year. So are you excited about the aliens? You know what? I all it's to me it's already like I already knew this. You already knew. I already knew this. So this is anticlimactic. It's, for you. Yeah, it's but like, signs still very climactic. Signs is very good. So many good. Actual aliens, boring. Signs, excellent. Yeah, that's the one thing about signs that could use an update is like the very end when they show the alien like putting the stuff inside the Colkin kid's face. You see the alien, you're like, oh, this is some old seat. This could use an update. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the movie's like 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. It's about 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I know. That's why good, I said it. And it has like, I like the themes in it. I like Joaquin Phoenix's character. I like Mel Gibson's character. I think it's a... Uh, okay, well, you've got to go see Barbie. If you ever want to get laid again, you've got to go see Barbie. I'm doing... I know I, know I said we're not talking about... <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about... The, you know what? But I, I'm doing fine as of late. Okay. Well, once people find out that you haven't seen Barbie, and I got to tell you, this podcast gets millions of views. <laughs> it, it, things are going to dry up. No, no, I don't need to see. I'll, I, I'll be fine without Barbie. I think you want to know if you're Kenef. I just You want to no, know about the Kennergy. I just have no idea what the movie could be about. That's why you need to go. It's, it's like just a made-up story, you know? About Barbie to sell Barbies. I know exactly what it is. I work in advertising. I know exactly what's going on here. You, but you think it's just an ad for Mattel? It's just an ad for Mattel. I can't even like begin to explain to you what the movie's about because you're already, you're so, I can feel the resistance. Like, <laughs> there's resistance in the room now. But I would say if a girl says to you, oh, Sam, will you go see the Barbie movie with me? Just say yes. Oh, I'd say, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's how, okay. That's how I got vaccinated, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I some You're going to get me kicked off YouTube. Uh, uh, <laughs> some hot girl's like, hey, I'll show you my tits if you go get the shot. Literally exactly. No. That. Not exactly like that, but I was talking to some girl, and I was like, I don't know if I want to be doing this. And she goes, well, 
you know, this is during lockdown too. If you get it, then we can hang out, you know, we can sleep together. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like literally day after. You're that the, horny. I was like, oh, let's do it. Wow. What, what, what's the harm we could do? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you know, can talk myself out of that situation real and quick. And then how is it going with that girl ever since? Is that a smash and dash? No, no, no. That was uh, that, that was, was like marriage a, and divorce. No, 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 no before that, it was, uh, that was like a three-month-long thing that ultimately went nowhere. So that's about how they go here in this town. They last well, yeah, about three about, months, and that's, that's about it. I could, yeah, I could. I'm interested in doing something more than three months. I think. Yeah, three-month yeah. relationship in LA is like a 14-year marriage anywhere else. 14 years, that's a long time. Yeah. But you were married. I was married. You're, you, I mean, we're just going to say, you're an ex-Mormon. Mm -hmm. I know that. I don't know a lot about you, but I know yeah. that. And I know you're married. And I know you went to college. That's it. And yeah, that's, that's it. about it. That's yeah, like I all college. I know. And I know you work in advertising. That's it. So give a little bit of the backstory, because I know you want to talk about how you were the problem roommate in a few different situations. So give us kind of the, like, your origin story and then how we get into the craziness. Yeah, I mean, I guess my origin story with uh, <laughs> roommates, I mean, I always, like, growing up, I was one of, well, I was the only boy, and there's three girls, okay. and I lived in the basement because I wanted to. I had, like, my own, I was very used to being on my own. Okay, you lived in the basement. Lived in the basement, had my own space, everything was normal, and so then I go to college, and I joined a fraternity, which was a blast, but also at the same time... <laughs> I'm the kind of person where it's like... What fraternity were you in? It's called Alpha Delta Phi. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't think we had that one in my school. What this was the new one. What was the, like, joke? You know, like, people used to say, like, if it hurts when you pee, she's an Alpha Phi. Oh, they call, I mean, they call this anal delts. <laughs> Why? Because there are so many gay people in the fret. Interesting. Where, did you, a, where did you go to school? This is in Seattle, too, which oh, is okay. interesting. Because even, you know, that's a very liberal... Yeah, Spot and I, in the world. I mean, like, his, I don't, I mean, in college, I'm trying to think of, I knew any gay guys that were in frats. Not really. Oh, you didn't? There was a lot. There I were mean, a lot in Seattle. Okay, and I think there's a lot of frats up there still at the time, and I don't know when this was 10 years ago, where they didn't want to have too many, you know. Too many frats or too, too, many, too gays? many gay people in the frat because oh, then it becomes okay. a gay frat. Okay. And we were, Interesting. And no one seemed to care. Yeah. So we had a Ain't big gay tells. population. <laughs> So anal delts, it was fun. But here, my, my thing is, like, it's very hard for me. If I'm walking into, like, my space, it's like, and this is, this is why, because I, I know this is maybe not a great thing. This is why I have to live alone. I walk into my house. I, I'm setting the energy for the room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm in a good mood, everyone's in a good mood. If I'm in a bad mood, it's going to be, you know, yep. if I'm stressed out, everyone's going to be stressed. I think that's most men yes. are like that. And it's like, I will like... That's why oh. most marriages end in divorce. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, so I have to like... That, that's what everyone's doing. Uh -huh. That's how I feel. So it's very hard to live. And, and I'm making it sound like I didn't get along with you. These are some of my best friends of all time. But there are times when, you know, guess what? Party's getting shut down early. Oh, the fire alarm went off? How'd that happen? Well, nobody knows. <laughs> I guess we have to keep moving along. You would pull the fire alarm to get everybody to go home? I only did because that, you were in a bad that, mood? I only did that once. Not because I was in a bad mood, because maybe it was like midnight and I'm trying to sleep and there's a bunch of... Yeah, so you're on the brink of a bad mood. So you're like, hang on, okay, I'm Yeah, we've got to get this out of here. There's, there's all this ruckus happening. we got to... All right. Then, did they know it was you? No, I was like, I'd be walking out there. Who did this, dude? What's going on? Oh my God! Yeah, you're gonna stop pulling the I fire mean, alarm. for for 
you to be the way you just described yourself as somebody who sets the mood of the room and be living in a frat where you live with like 40 people. Yeah. That had to have been a disaster. Well, yeah, I mean, I would just get, I mean, I wouldn't, I would get overpowered all the time. Oh, but. so you're not the true alpha. Well, it's hard to be, the, <laughs> when there's, you can't out of 40 other dudes. I mean. I guess you can. That's an experience. It's a social experiment every time. Anytime you walk into a frat house, it's just one big yeah. thing. Man, I love the frat though. It was awesome. But then, yeah, so that was, there's a bunch of stuff that happened in there. And it would just be little things that like, and it wouldn't, like my thing with being, especially in the frat or like we lived in like a, like called a live out, like after you live in the frat for a little mm-hmm. bit, you go. Mm-hmm. My move was like subtle psychological um, tricks to like get people. So like, oh, so people would come in late at night and start playing music. Okay. All of a sudden, the speaker system's not working. What's going on? We check the back of the speaker system. It's plugged in. We check the iPod. It's plugged in. What's going on? Oh, you don't know. It's cut halfway in the middle. So you're never going to look there. A rat must have wow. chewed through it. So you're coming wow. home at night. You're trying to play music. No, you're not. You know, not in this. <laughs> so. Where do you think you learned these tactics from? Is you oh, had to, I, I came up with them all on my own. Your dad wasn't like that, or like you didn't have like a grandpa that was. No, no, and of, oftentimes I found the the if because that that's that's kind of how I, I would operate too. If like oh I say something that you know I need or you know I need the music to stop, and it doesn't no one's listening. It's like okay, well, it's still gonna it's gonna stop one way or the other. So you can <laughs> and like instead of putting up a fight and being uh-huh. like arguing with people, it's like oh all of a sudden. Like, do you think you're like a control freak? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why I like living alone. That's why yeah. I have to live alone. You yeah. Know? It's, uh, what I'm realizing is that everybody who has a desire to move and live in Los Angeles is a control freak, which is a very weird thing because there's no controlling LA. Yeah. So if you come here and you're like, I'm in control, it's like, no, you're not. Well, I've gotten really good now at like, I just need my my four walls that I have control over. Okay, and, and like then when your I leave room. You need house, your room. Yeah. So when I leave the house, like my apartment, I don't go to other people's space and try and like control their space. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna walk into someone else's apartment and be like, "This place is a fucking mess. What are you doing? I'll live. It's fine. It's not my space. I can go okay. home to mine." Yeah. You know. But will you be like, if you're in a bad mood and you're headed to like a house party? Are you going to then try to be in a good mood because you know everybody else there will be in a pretty good mood? Or are you still going to bring the mood down? Well, in that, in that situation you just described, I probably wouldn't go. Okay. Um, so you wouldn't... You, okay. But I'm generally like, like... I would say like 95% of the time I'm in a good mood. Um, what happens with house parties, like now, since I don't drink or anything like that anymore, what happens with me is I hit a wall like super hard. Mm. Like even last night, like at a... Where, I forget where we were at, Bigfoot Lounge or something. Is oh, that yep, place? Yep. Bigfoot West? Maybe it's like Los Feliz. Oh, Bigfoot East, yeah. Oh, there's two of them? Yeah, there's two. But, you know, <laughs> I'm having a great time, and then all of a sudden it's like maybe midnight, and it's just like, hey, we got to go. Yeah. You know, it's time to go. Yeah. Otherwise. I think any sort of responsible person is like that, though. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're not drinking and you're just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, and, like, it, it, usually if I'm with, because I was with somebody, and I'm, like, I'm trying, you know, I don't want to, like, if I'm by myself, too, I can just, okay, I'm out yeah, of here. But yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. oh, hanging out with this person, I want to, I don't want to be the, that's, like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. Yeah. We were hanging yeah. out, like, whoa, we were hanging yeah. out, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> everything like, was fine, dude. Yeah, everything, everything was fine. <laughs> I've done that before, and it's gone horribly. Yeah. I, I remember I was seeing this girl one time, it was that girl that uh, got me vaccinated. <laughs> we were at some party. <laughs> 
and these, these were people that would stay up late and, you know, do whatever. And it's like, she's like, do you want to come to this party tonight? I'm like, sure. And I, I set the, I'm like Jonah Hill, I'll set the boundary as soon as possible, right? And I'm like, okay, one o'clock. Don't compare yourself to Jonah Hill right now. Now is not the time <laughs> to be like, I'm just like Jonah Hill. Just like <laughs> Jonah Hill, I can surf so good. No, it's, uh, but I'm like, okay, one o'clock, that's, that's when I'm leaving. That's when we're, we're leaving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and then one o'clock hits, you know, oh, another 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, f- okay, another 30 minutes. And then it's like, next thing you know, it's 3.30 in the morning. And then I'm just like, hey, find another way home. I'm out of here. Yeah, you'd be like the strict parent where you're like, yeah, no, not 30 more minutes. Like, that's how you're going to be when you're older. Yeah, I don't know if that's a fun person to like (laughs) date, (laughs) the strict parent. Uh, Yeah, some people like it because you might find somebody who's like you in that way. So living in, but let's go back to living in the frat. So you're living in the frat. Mostly it was okay, except for when people did things outside of your sort of sleeping hours or like you would make things stop when you wanted them to stop. Yeah, yeah. And I spent so much time cleaning for no reason. You know what I'm saying? No. I would spend like two hours cleaning this living room area. 30 minutes later, it's just a... Absolute mess. Yeah, because you're living in a frat house. Yeah, Why were you I'm even like, trying? Because I like it clean. I, like, I think I think people appreciated it, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm get, there's a bunch of like little things. Yeah, you're a little. How people how people think I'm like uptight? You're, <laughs> you're, like, you're, I'm uptight. you're a little uptight. From these stories, so I'm a piano player. Okay. That, the, <laughs> okay. Well, the, the I'm frat, uptight. I'm, I play piano. Okay. I remember this argument the frat had when they're trying to spend a certain amount of money. And all these, like, everyone was like, we need to get a giant TV. We need to get a bunch of TVs for every room. And somebody else was like, let's get a big grand piano for the foyer. Mm-hmm. Foyer or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it's called at the time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, ain't no way we're spending a bunch of money on TVs. They're all going to get smashed. We need to get this yeah. piano. It's going to be, it's a beautiful centerpiece. We need it. It's going to get us chicks, guys. It's going to get us chicks. <laughs> but you were the only one that played piano, probably. There's, there's like four or five of us that would. Um, Crazy. That's a, that's, a, that's a high percentage of piano players in one frat. Is it? I mean, I'm from Utah. I mean, you said they were all gay, piano. so that makes sense. But yeah. <laughs> uh, But I remember, and I took such good care of that piano. Like, I'd always make sure it was covered. Oh, so you got the piano. Yeah. And we had, over so we, the TV. So we got the piano, and wow. the piano over the TV. Big win um, for you. Big win, and I think it was... Uh, I can't remember why else to think, but anyway, it was just like, it's like this is a much classier option, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that that was the way I sold it through. I was like, this is gonna get us so much pussy if we have this piano, guys. Come on. Um, it would have been funny if you'd said that, but you didn't play the piano, and you're like just having it here. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you can just play chopsticks, like. Well, Chopsticks get the girls horny. Well, that was the annoying thing. A lot of drunk guys at 2 a.m. who didn't play piano would go in there and so try and play like a Odessa song yeah. or something. And so, like, what do you? Oh, and at that point, you're not going to go in and cut the cord on the piano. You can't. Oh, You've got, it's a piano. No, no, no. So I liked I liked the piano, but so I took and I took such good care of the piano. I was like the piano guy. <laughs> I was always making sure it was nice and tuned. I was always making sure it was covered during the day, uh, during parties. I would like. There'd be like the bar room and then like the living room area, mm-hmm. and it'd be kind of like this, and the, the piano over there. And I would s- sometimes just sit by myself there and look 
watch the piano <laughs> to make sure people weren't fucking with it. Oh my god, you were not meant to live in a frat. No, like, no. This is, this these, I'm making it sound like me and these guys are like worst enemies. These are my best no, friends. No, no, not, no, not worst enemies, but just like. I just picture you sitting. I picture you, man. Maybe you weren't sober, but I picture you sitting. I was not, yeah, I wasn't sober at the time. Yeah, no, but I picture you sitting in a in a room, in a dark room, in a corner, in like a suit, with like your legs crossed, just waiting for somebody to fucking touch the piano, and then being like, "Don't even think about it." Oh, and you're just like that guy while everybody else is having the best time in every other part of the house, and you're like, "Don't even, oh don't my even." God. Yes, so it was like that, and I, I had a. I don't want anybody to think I'm uptight here. I'm not uptight. You this are. Is, I just care about the piano. You are uptight. You need to accept your fate. But there's there's a couple of times. I'm a different. I'm a much calm. I'm like one of the calmest people in L.A. now. I'm like super calm. I can like. You must know everyone in L.A. Time. But I was not calm at the time. I was very irrational a lot of the time. And I remember like there was like f- several instances that happened with the piano. Where I just lost it on somebody. One <laughs> was during some party. I come out of the party room. And there is some drunk girl uh, taking like a beer bong on top of the piano. And she's like laying on it, like taking photos on it. And it's like getting beer over the top of the piano. And then some other drunk girl like playing it. And I just like scream, (laughs) get the fuck out of this house. You never woke up here again. It was like someone's girlfriend or something like that. What did they do? Were they like, oh my God, sorry. It was a big scary guy yelling at him, get the fuck out of the house, never come back. You know? You're like Frankenstein with a piano. Like, yeah, so then I, then I go over and I'm like, oh my God, everyone get out. Everyone get out of the room. And I just spend the next the rest of the time like cleaning it, making sure everything's okay, and like covering it back up. Be like, no one else is going to lie. <laughs> and then I just the rest of the party is spent in the room just making sure no one comes to this piano. Usually they do that when like somebody gets sick at a party or like throws up in the bathroom. They're like, hey, don't go in there for a while. They're like, don't go in there. No. Sam's in there fingering the piano. Like, please, <laughs> please don't go in there. Oh my God. And the, the, the worst one... <laughs> Again, this makes me seem like a crazy person. I'm not a well, crazy person. Well, I think people listening have probably already made their decision on what you are or not. So I, I had this. <laughs> this is and so and this was like this wasn't the first time this has happened. So sometimes I'd come down in the morning after a party, and there would be glassware on the piano. Mm-hmm. Was it a grand piano? It was a nice like eighty thousand dollars Steinway. They paid your frat paid eighty thousand dollars for a piano. Frats somehow have like endless money. That's crazy. And uh, but. I, you know, I t- still, I don't know how it's doing now. I hope it's still doing good. I hope there was someone else. Like, they could have been paying all that money for, like, getting girls abortions, which is probably happening <laughs> more so. Yeah, I don't know how that, <laughs> how it worked back then. I don't know. But I was like, I hope, I hope somebody is taking over. Somebody saw what I was doing and was like, I want to be like that guy. I want to be the guy at the party who has no fun and just watches the piano the whole time because that's an important job. But so there are several times, like every and every week we would call it chat. It was called chapter where we'd go. It'd be like a g- gathering of yes. the, yep. the guys and be like, what's what, you know, is anything going on? Is anything bothering anybody? And for like three weeks straight, I'd be like, you guys need to stop leaving the cups on the fucking piano. It's ruining it. Okay, it's leaving these stains on it and it's getting it's ruined. And are they like? No one cares. Yeah. No one gives uh, a shit. Yeah. Yeah. No one 100%. cares. But me. This guy Dong Seo, he kind of cared too, but he didn't really. And. uh and then, so I come down, this is like one day, and this was like after another party, and there was so much shit on the piano. Mugs, glasses, and like eight plates that people like made quesadillas drunk the night before and left all the plates on there. And dude, I made a huge scene. Um, like all the walls were like rock, like stucco walls. And like this is like the <laughs> middle of the day. 
<laughs> so you sound crazy. Everybody's like, kind of like sitting in like, you know, some of them on their laptop working. I go in there, I just go, what the fuck? I grab each plate and just start throwing all of them against the wall. Were they like, no, they weren't paper plates. They were, they like, were gla- plate- like porcelain oh, glass Jesus things. Christ. And just for like, and it was like three minutes of just smashing plates against the wall. And me just screaming, you guys got to stop. Were you in that moment sober? Yeah, I was like sober that clear time. head, clear mind, that full hearts, like, can't lose. That was and like you're twelve. Like, Fuck these people. I think I was twelve fifty in the afternoon, like right after oh like marketing one hundred and one. I came home from class and saw that, <laughs> and I was like, "This is it, you guys." You're like, I just Dude. took a quiz, and now I'm pissed. <laughs> I gave you three warnings. What do you want me to do? So when you started throwing plates, Sam, what happened next? Well. <laughs> Good news, people stop putting shit on the piano. Yeah. That was that, good. So sometimes if you freak out like that, I don't want to do it, but guess what? Shit. Start- you scared them enough. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's not- Were you proud of yourself in that <laughs> Look, moment? Kind of, was- Were you like, all right. I don't want to have to. My work here is done. So in my mind, it's like, okay, stuff has to stop getting put on the piano. Okay, so I can try the easy way first. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, stop putting stuff on the piano. And then if that's not working, it's like, well, I don't know. What, what am I supposed to do? You know, I got to do it. <laughs> Stuff can't lift on the piano. Know. You, I don't no know, choice. but it's funny because it's like you treated it. I mean, I know it was the house's money, right? Yeah. But you act like you personally spent $80,000 on a piano that nobody had any respect for except for you. Like, this is how dads feel when they buy a new family car. Yes. And they want the family car to stay clean, but they drive their kids through McDonald's every day at, like, at lunchtime. And so there's, like, French fries stuck between the seats. They're like, I just bought this car. Dude, <laughs> this is you. With my car, this is too. you, but with a piano. But to me, like, a piano is, I like, don't even want to know about your car. Like, I don't think I could process. The car is, there's never a speck of dust on the inside. But the, uh. Oh uh, for me, a piano was always like, uh, like literally like the heart of the home. Like it was a very important piece. It was like, yeah. it's not like it didn't matter how much it cost. It wasn't about that. It could be a shitty upright piano. Mm-hmm. It's like you respect the piano because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like one thing. Is I, that how you grew up? Like, did you have a piano at home and everyone was like, we respect the piano? <laughs> like, did you just pray over the piano every night? Like, what? I mean. I don't know if it was like a, a Mormon thing, but like everyone had a piano. And everyone who had I a piano. I mean, I think in the, in the like 80s and 90s and when people also had more money and like disposable income, I think a pi- having, if you had a house where you could have a piano, that yeah. was like a thing. Like a lot of people I grew up with, I grew up playing piano. You're probably much better than me. But all my friends had pianos in there like, i think it was just something everybody had yeah i don't think it's, it could be a mormon thing but i don't think it's just it was just something people people had yeah and maybe you don't see it out here as much because trendy. people don't have the space no, for yeah, it they you don't know have the but space. um to me it was, it's like that was like part of the the house like the piano like that's part of the house yeah like, the first thing you see when you walk into the piano mm. and uh to, to <laughs> me like when i got married uh my wife at the time, she had a really nice piano that her family, it was like in her family, that she had. Big grand piano. And it was the, kind of the same thing in every house we lived in. It was the first thing you see when you'd walk in. And this is what I'm talking about, like setting the energy of the room, too. This is why I liked having the piano, because even in the frat, I would do this. You know, if I was in a good mood or something, I'd go, I'd walk in and play it super loud, however, whatever mood I was in. And be uh-huh. like, all right, that's the mood of the house. You that's know? what you did in college. And uh, that's what I do in every house where I have a piano. Oh, great. So when I was, my wife, ex-wife played piano also, and she would kind of do the same thing. Or like the first thing I would do every time I would come home is play like two, three minutes of like, this is 
you know. Mm-hmm. And usually it's usually it's like a nice calm thing, like oh we're winding down, this will be good. Okay. So if you're you know it's the middle of the day, it's maybe more energizing or something. But uh, so for me to like see like all these drunk frat dudes, it's like not understanding and respecting that it just drove me insane. Yeah. It's the same thing as like I, somebody like spitting on a dog or something like that to me. It's like the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's like you, it, it's a nice thing. It's probably cost more than any of those guys had ever had in their house, like yeah. in terms of value. But I think your neurosis over <laughs> it is oh an interesting personality trait. Seeing, seeing drunk bitches taking photos on that piano would just drive me insane. Oh my God. So. At your in your frat house, did you guys have sleeping porches or did you have your own rooms? Because like my brother was in, I wasn't in the Greek system, but my brother was in a frat. But he lived in one of the few frats where they really didn't have a sleeping porch. And then once you weren't a freshman, you could have your own room. Yeah. So we were. I was like in a unique circumstance since. I you slept on the piano. <laughs> since, since the piano was my house. Yeah. So, no, I. Uh, so the frat we started was it was it was kind of a newer frat. Okay. So I joined, I think, second or third class. group of people. Okay. So everyone in my class like had their own room. Mm-hmm. That's good. And then that by makes the time it I a gra- little easier. Oh yeah, but that t- when I see the way, like when I was a senior, I'd go back and see how the freshmen then were living, just like stacked up, like oh yeah, sardines gross. in a room. So it just gross. smells disgusting. So gross. I'm like, dude, you guys, this is not. It's I would like never have done this. Circle jerk time. Yeah, no, it's not humane. Oh, it was. It was. You know. So was your room though always clean? Was like was your room as clean as you tried to keep the piano? In the frat? Yeah. Yeah. And I Did would, you have uh, the cleanest room? I I would say so. Yeah, and I would you know, I'd make sure I would uh you know, if the walls were messy, I would make sure I repainted them and just had it nice and clean. Tried to soundproof the whole thing. I uh, bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept it pretty clean. I mean, also one thing about me too is like I like to have is like a little stuff as possible because you you know okay so you're a minimalist yeah because i take i the stuff i have Uh uh-huh i usually i get nicer things Uh and i take really good care of it Uh i don't like having a bunch of stuff because for me i'm somebody who likes the stuff i have i usually like to take care of it so i'd rather not have something or rent something than like own a bunch of stuff so when i move i can throw everything in my car basically like Mm. i'm very you know i don't have a lot of stuff so easy to be a guy Women, even if we wanted to be, if women, if I wanted to be a minimalist, I would also have to be ugly. Do you understand? (laughs) Do you know, like, if you saw just my bathroom alone, like my bathroom alone can't fit in my car. But if I wasn't going to have all the things that I have to do to look like this, I would have to go, okay, Maria, you can be ugly, but everything will fit in your car and that'll be great. Oh. My bras alone yeah, I probably wouldn't take fit the whole in my car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably take the whole yeah. you know, U-Haul just for the bras. Yeah. The, uh, no, I don't know how people can live, I guess, a couple. Like, when me and my ex-wife lived together, we lived in like a, they would call it like a teardown in Seattle. Okay. Like you, so you lived with her in Seattle. How yeah. long were you married? Like four or five years. Okay. All right. And, uh. It was a big house, and how it would work is, like, you'd move in, and they'd be like, hey, but when your lease is up, we're going to tear this down and build an apartment. Mm. So like, they don't really fix anything up on it. But it's a big, like, three-, four-bedroom house. It was just us two living there. It was awesome. There was tons of space. Because mm-hmm. I needed, like, a lot of space to do. Were you in the suburbs, or were you in the city? We were kind of in the suburbs. There was, like, a, it was this place called Green Lake. So it was kind of, like, okay. a mixture okay. of um, – it was a little bit more of, like, a yuppie area versus, like – and they were just starting to put apartments there. Okay. Um, I don't know that area, but I had friends that lived up there. Yeah, Green Lake was not, it was like a more of a 
chilled out vibe versus like Capitol Hill, which is going to be more apartments and mm. like the nightlife stuff. I know stuff. Capitol Hill, yeah. yeah. But I was like, I don't see how, and I, maybe it's because I'm like a big, tall guy too. But even when I'm in my apartment and it seems pretty big, when mm-hmm. I see like a photo of myself standing in it, I'm like, this is so <laughs> st- weird that I'm brother. My, you're, are you six four? Yeah. My brother's six four, and he's always like, my car's not big enough. My bed's not big. I'm like, you have. Oh, my bed's not big enough. Yeah. What am I? He has a king or California king, and he's got an SUV. And he's like, it's not big enough. I'm like, you're not Shaq. Yeah. You're just six four, and he's skinny like you. Like he's, but he's always complaining that he's like too big for the world. And I'm like, you're not even. You're tall, but you're not that tall. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get big. I'm trying to get, you know, massive, obviously. Everyone who's not, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, living in a one-bedroom a one apartment, excuse me, like, as a couple, I'm like, oh, I, I don't even know how that. Me and my ex-wife did that for a week, and we were divorced. That's that, what that happened? Was, that was not the reason at oh. all. But that's kind of how it lined so it up. So you lived in the house for a while, and then you moved into an apartment, and then you were like, it's over. Yep. So, well, they, yeah, so they tore our house down, and we're like, let's just move into the apartment across the street that you know, mm. they just built. It's mm. easy. We can kind of just slowly move our stuff over there because, you know, we still had this place for a few months. We're kind of moving over here. It just, yep. just kind of made sense. Um, but I think maybe, maybe it was like, yeah, a week, two weeks in that a- apartment. It was like basically the size of mine now. But just two people there. And, yeah, one person's a girl, obviously. has so much more shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I can't live. Was there a piano? There's no We had to get, send the piano back to California. Oh, no. So we can't have the piano there anymore. Um, were you guys good? I mean, you obviously didn't make it as a couple, but how were you as roommates living together in good, general? Good, good. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, we were, like, really good friends. So that so wasn't the downfall. You, the downfall of your marriage wasn't like, hey, you don't do the dishes or, like, you know, like roommates. Oh, no, it was, it was just more of a classic. Uh, you, we don't love each other, really. So. Oh, God. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the dishes really done. Uh, and I was, you know, I was a big drinker at the time. It didn't help at all. Mm. But, um, oh, I remember this is a funny story. This isn't a roommate story. But so we're moving... So we just rented this new place, right? Mm-hmm. We still have all our shit in the old place. And we're kind of slowly moving things back and forth. So this is like maybe the, the first night we're over there. We have maybe just like the mattress over in there and that's mm-hmm. it. Which is kind of fun. Like when you're moving and you move into a place and all your stuff's not there yet, but you have like a place to sleep. And yeah. you're kind of like, oh, this is cool. We could just not have any of the stuff. And then after like 48 hours of that, you're like, I need my stuff. Oh, you know? yeah. And like it, it, was, fe- it just feels cool. What was nice about the teardown place, too, is they're like, leave whatever you want in here. Oh, wow. Because that's so strange when you're leaving and you've been living there for like 10 years. And you're like, I have so much shit. Oh, I got a, another story about that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so it was like, we just had the mattress in there. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go back and get like, you know, our toothbrushes and shit for the night. Um, and then I was drunk and I was stoned at the oh, time. Dear. Okay. Um, I and walked- driving. No, it was walking. Oh. It was like oh, right across okay. the street. Well, okay. So I walk across the street, get this stuff. I come back, um, get on the elevator, go up to the apartment. I open up the apartment, and it's completely decked out. Like, big screen TV, nice new couch, like plants everywhere, like all these nice lamps. And I'm like, I just walk in, and I'm like, oh, my God, when did you do this? This, was, this looks so good. This yeah. is, like, so cool. And then some random person I didn't know popped up from behind the couch and was like, uh, hello? And oh, were you in the wrong I place? I walked into the wrong oh apartment. In my head, I was like, oh, it makes more sense that like in that five-minute time frame, <laughs> she somehow like extreme home makeover this whole thing. I know. I'm listening to this. I'm like, 
am I high right now? Like, what and I was like, I'm just like stoned. I'm like, this is so cool, babe. Oh my God, you're the best. You're the best. And then just some poor girl, probably terrified. She goes, oh, who are you? I'm like, oh, oh my God. Gotta get going. Oh my what God. What a dream. That must have been for you in that moment. Oh, yeah. Was that the moment you're like, I gotta stop drinking so much? There's like a hundred moments <laughs> like that. Oh my God. No, that was, that was funny though. I felt, but, uh, no, it's also like a really interesting experience because I would see, basically, so we got divorced. You went back to California. I was still living in that apartment. And then I would still go back to the old house every once in a while because it was empty. And, um, we, you know, we had shit there sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you would, I got to know the construction people on the block. And I got to see this house like slowly get torn down. And I remember walking to work one day. And they're like, Sam, we're about to, you know, tear this place down. You want to come look at it one more time? Yeah. And I was like, sure. Did oh they my. let you smash anything? No, oh. dude, this was so like, such a surreal experience because, you know, marriage had fallen apart, life had fallen apart. And then I was, I'm walking through this house where we lived for five years and I just see smashed family photos, like all these photos of us, like destroyed marriage certificate, like on the ground. Oh my God. And then like also at the same time, because I was, you know, I was an alcoholic hundreds and hundreds of bottles that I hidden over the time that they brought out were just like all in the middle oh, of the floor. And wow. so you could see this whole story of like how this kind of played out. And it was just like, oh, I was like, it's I, almost I, like a movie set, but it was just your life. <laughs> yeah. It was like, and you could just see like all this, all these things that we like made together and all this stuff was just like that. Were, Cause it was like all the stuff I don't care about and don't need anymore. I'll leave in this house. And then it was like, oh, it's like, oh man, that was wow. kind of some important How did stuff. it make you feel? Oh, I started crying. I was like, this is Aww. so... And the construction guy's like, okay, let's get this guy out of here. <laughs> They're like, never mind, never mind. We don't want to... <laughs> no, my God. I remember this, uh, too. Like, and then the whole house was raised. It was completely brought to the ground. And uh, I remember when we first got married, and I, I hated this idea because I don't, I don't... My ex-wife got this... Uh, Guitar. Kitchen, no. <laughs> kitchen, a kitchen timer shaped like a pear. Oh, okay. And she goes, every day... I want to spend 60 seconds looking in each other's eyes. Nightmare scenario for me. I hate making <laughs> eye contact with people. I can't stand it. So, But why, why do you need a timer for that? It's cute, and it's like a hippie thing. She's like a kind of a, you know. Okay. This is, what, this is why young love is a problem, because you get to a point in life where, like, you can just do that without a timer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you we know? got the little timer. It's, like, yeah. symbolic. And then oh my God. So you walk, the last memory I have of the house is you walk by the whole house is completely torn ground, like, it's like been combed over, you mm -hmm. know, just, mm -hmm. and just sticking out from the dirt is that little kitchen no. timer. And I was like, oh, this is like a fucking. Somebody's movie, haunting dude. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like haunting. people who aren't dead are haunting you. Oh my God. Did you like pick it up or touch it? Or no, you it was just, like, did it you was, just run away? At that point, I think it was, it was like inside, it was like fenced in, it's like space. And you could like see this like little green thing sticking out from wow. like. Wow. So were you after that? Were you like, I gotta commit to eye contact as an adult. Like, yeah, I just gotta, better like this. this yeah, after that, I, was, I gotta get another kitchen timer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can start looking at me. Yeah, I think I left the oven on. Uh, that's wild. So, how long after you got divorced did you get sober? About like a year. Okay, so year you were two, like, like kind of on your way to rock bottom and trying to figure out how to get out of that, or yeah. Then like after like it was. Uh, I mean, it was after I got divorced, then there was like no holding anything no semblance of like trying to hold it together at all because yeah. like, i have no no reason to which is pretty i mean anybody getting divorced regardless of age like you kind of have a year where you're like out of yeah. your mind you know like just no structure of any kind emotionally or 
No, yeah, no, and I had like I was playing in a few bands at the time, but my problem with the, the drinking in the bands too is I would, I would get kicked out of every band I played in at some point because I was drinking Jesus. too much. So I was like, the only thing I wanted to do was play drums in a band because I'm like, oh, at least I can drink and play drums. That's fun. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't. <laughs> uh, and then so basically, classic story. COVID came, uh-huh. and then all the band stuff shut down. Right. The, I mean, even the like bar, bar I was like working at shut down. And so I was like in Seattle, and I'm like, I have like literally nothing left. If, you know, I mean, I've I've good friends and families, thank God. Well, still. your life sort of became unmanageable. It was completely unman. Like I yeah. couldn't do anything. So I, then I basically called my dad, and, and I was like, I have to come home to Utah, basically mm-hmm. dry myself out, and like, I which told- is. The best place to dry yourself yeah. out because they try to just not have alcohol in Utah. And there is, yeah, it's it was so very, hard. And my to, whole family, does, no one drinks there, and yeah. so and also it was like, a, and they welcomed you back in, like they oh, yeah. wanted to they, take they care never, of they you. They never and, for a second like even pushed me away or anything yeah, like that. They were good. they would have always welcomed me back in. But uh, um, and my thing too is like when I was talking to them, like all I'm doing, by the way, is not drinking. I know it sounds like a lazy piece of shit thing to say, but like. My whole thing for coming back, like all I'm gonna do all day is focus on not drinking. I'm not gonna try and like do anything else, cause I I can't do I I can't do anything else mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. My dad came up and got me, and if my dad didn't come up and get me, I wouldn't have been able to get out of there because like a task of like packing up a U-Haul, renting a U-Haul and driving it to from Seattle to Utah, that was now that's such an easy thing for me to do. That at the time would have been an impossible task. Well, you were a little broken. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even can, if you hadn't had a drinking problem, like what you were probably going through emotionally, you might not have been able to do it anyway. Like getting out of a marriage and having to start your life over and COVID. And like, there's a lot of things that were keeping you. It wasn't just drinking, you know, it's like, yeah. like there's a lot of life happening to you. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, it's, it, thank God things are so good now. I, 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 if you told me this is where I would be like after, like three years after that, I would have been like, no way. Yeah, it's so crazy, and it's only like three and a half years ago. It's crazy, but like the uh, I don't know. What was I gonna say? You're talking about your dad. You you got the your dad drove the U-Haul and got you, brought you back. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy how like useless I was. Like literally a useless person. My dad had to basically come up and like, all right. Basically put me on his shoulder and we're good, taking you home because mm-hmm. otherwise I would have just stayed there forever. Yep. You know, and waited to die or whatever because there's nothing going on. Um, well, thank God I got out. You got have a that good dad. Out. Oh, he yeah. sounds like a good dude. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And Utah was fun. That's where I went to AA and stuff. That was like during COVID and stuff too. And yeah. most AA meetings were shut down, but in Utah they didn't give a, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just had another guy. Do you know Brian Supan? Uh-uh. I, I just had him song. on. He's on the last episode of the podcast. And he was he went to Utah and lived with some crazy people in Utah during COVID that he had to escape from. I'm not going to, like, rehash the whole yeah, yeah. episode. But uh, he was like, yeah, you know, there's, like, no COVID in Utah. Like, cause Literally, nobody, there's not. Yeah. You, <laughs> you went down funny. there, you wouldn't have any idea it was even happening. Oh, my gosh. Nobody... Did you ever get COVID while you were there? I've never gotten it once. I mean, I'm va- wow. I mean, I got vaxxed and boosted. I work in production now, so I, you know, I yeah. got all that stuff. Yeah. And I was never the guy that was like, the vaccine's going to kill you. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, it's not, this, it's probably fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people, you, a lot of people, I, you know, my grandma died from it. Mm. There was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people in Utah would get it all the time. 
you know, and it makes sense why they would get it because nobody's being careful. And yeah. yeah, and like not even like a little bit careful. Like I was like I'm a pretty reasonable guy about it, but like you know, sometimes you'd walk into a room like they'd go to church or something like that, and there's like hundreds of people like really close, oh, and you're like, yeah. dude, you guys. <laughs> just, just I know, I know, I know it sucks, it. but uh, look around. You yeah. got sweaty kids everywhere. Yeah. So um, you, okay, so then you were in Utah. You, you were, were you a good roommate to your parents during that time? Like, were you helpful to them? And Yeah, I didn't li- I lived next door to my parents in our neighbor's garage house. So you were, love a basement, a garage. Yeah, I like being, I like being away. It. I like yeah. being away. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, I would just skateboard with the neighbor's eight-year-old kids. It's not, you know, <laughs> getting back into skateboarding at 29 years old is not as cool as it sounds, yeah. but I was, that's what I spent my but time But during doing. COVID, I mean, we all did crazy stuff like that. Like, yeah. I got into tie-dye. Just tie-dye. I did. I was, I was, I literally tie-dyed, like, sweat, I had whole sweatsuits. Yeah. I finally got rid of them because I'm like, I can't wear coat. It's like your COVID clothes. You're like, yeah. I just can't wear it. And I made t-shirts. I did socks. I did... I mean, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Similar to getting into skateboarding at 29. Oh, getting back, yeah. But I, and then I was just there for like three months and, um, you know, kind of was ready to get out. I mean, there's not much for me going on. I like it there, but there's not much going on. Ended up meeting some girl on Instagram. <laughs> that was like, come over to Los Angeles for the weekend. It'll be fun. And so I did. Just met a stranger in LA during COVID. Normal. Yeah, I mean, we kind of we kind of knew each other from. wasn't a complete stranger. We were mm. talking before, but okay. Um, so I went over there, and she's like, "You should move here," and I was like, "Okay." And so I went home, <laughs> bought myself a Kia Soul, and then just the next week wow. I moved over here, and it's worked out. It worked out. I mean, that relationship fell apart almost immediately. I mean, I would expect that. But it was, it was fine. And then it was an on again, off again thing for like a year and a half. That was a huge waste of time. That's fine. <laughs> That's a learning experience. <laughs> well, you're still young. So then, you can. Um, but I mean, it seems like you have your life together. You're doing comedy. Everything's. You live alone now? Live alone now. And like, uh, yeah. That's an impressive feat in LA. Living alone is very expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. But it's, um, it's one of those things where I don't have, I like just the way my brain, I don't have the luxury of being able to have roommates. Really, it's just not an option. Yeah, yeah. It's just not fair for them. It's just not fair for them. Yeah. Because it's like I know what I'm like to. I know. Live if, with. I know a few people like you. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, just like, I'm so loud. Too. I need my space. I remember. Uh, so me, me and my ex-wife, we lived in this house, that teardown house. We had an extra room, so friends would kind of like when they needed a place to stay, they would stay for us. But in my head, it was always like, "Hey, this is my house, and I'm letting you live here." Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. which is maybe not the best. Controlling. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> hey, we're roommates. It's like, no, this is my house. You yeah. Live here. Which is, you know, probably not what they had in mind. Well, but I think that's common because, uh, like, like I have a roommate that comes, that she came to live with me. I've lived in my place for five years. Yeah. She came in a few months ago. And it's your space. It's my space. Yeah. I'm like, this is my couch. This is my TV. Yeah. Like, don't mess with it. But also at the same time, like, we pay equal rent. So yeah. I'm like, use whatever. And I'm very open about it. But I'm also like... Hey, if you spill something on the couch, you don't clean it up. I'm gonna murder you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. Oh, that's a murderable no, offense. No, I mean. <laughs> but uh, dude, this one roommate I have, God bless him. He's a great guy. He's one of my best friends. Uh, but he would have this thing where the girls he would date or bring over when he and he was a computer computer programmer, so he would go to work at nine. Okay, they would stay Ooh. until he like got back. Ooh. dude. 
I talked to him about it maybe like once or twice. And, you know, they weren't doing too much. Were they leaving the room when he was gone? Like, would they like come down and hang out? So, so there's a few. There's, I don't know what it was, but it was all the girls he would date would do this for some reason. Because he probably told him, hey, I'm going to go to work. You just stay here. We'll hang out when you get home. Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. And so he lived in like the upstairs part where it was basically he had the whole upstairs. And so I would hear these girls like walking during the day and I wouldn't even realize they were home. And the way I work. So you think your house is haunted? Well, I I think I'm alone. And the way I work and the way I like communicate in my house is loudly and screaming a lot of the time, (laughs) even if I'm home alone. And so I'm screaming and then I'll hear someone walking around upstairs. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're going to think I'm crazy. Well, they don't need to live with you to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but so I'm like, I, but I just don't like the idea of like, oh, there's somebody else in my house right now. What are they doing? Up? Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, once you're an adult, nobody really wants to have a roommate. Like, no. so if you don't have to have one, it's good. But uh, and I didn't. I don't know how to bring it. So I was, that was another situation where this caused some friction between me, me and my friend. I, I can't remember if I, I might not have even brought it up to him. I think I did with like previous girls in the past. But there's one girl he really liked, and it was like. Two in the afternoon, she comes down and is like in the kitchen cooking something. And I'm just like, Look, I hate it when you're here. You have to go. And she, if you and I've never that, really talked to this girl before. If you said that to me, I would laugh so hard. Like, <laughs> like my reaction would diffuse this. I would be like, Okay, like, I don't, I mean, like, whatever, dude. Like, I would just be like, This guy's so psychotic. I don't even know. But. I was like, you have to go. You have to go. You can't be here when Alex isn't here. You just can't. And uh, <laughs> she was like, uh, okay, I didn't know this was a problem. Because probably, I think I maybe have, if I did or didn't tell Alex, he obviously didn't communicate it to her. So she was completely blindsided by Because he's probably like, yeah, my roommates are he's a totally cool guy. He's totally cool with you staying here. Yeah. And, just, hey. and you're like, hey, me? Not cool guy. <laughs> Not a cool no. guy. you God. Oh, okay. my God. Well, on that note, we have to wrap this up. I'm so sorry. But I know you have more stories than what you even got through today but sam thanks so much for being on can you tell people into that camera where they can find you on the internet yeah you can find me at samuel orson and all the things so Uh, tiktok instagram i don't i don't do too much i do some funny stuff on tiktok you're not gonna see my face on there but i got some good content (laughs) on there yes tiktok instagram spell it for the people who are listening s-a-m-u-e-l-o-r-s-o-n great uh, cool. And do you have any comedy shows coming up in the next couple of weeks? Oh, so many. Too many to even list. Oh, okay. I'm Got booked. it. I'm, so, I'm, I'm getting None. So booked all over this town. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Well, you can find uh, Room for Rent on all the social platforms at Room for Rent Pod, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I always forget one or five, but all those things, you can find them on there and you can find me at Maria Bruguer, M-A-R-I-A-B-R-U-G-G-E-R-E on all the same things as well. My YouTube is also Maria Bruguer and the Room for Rent podcast is on there. We're also on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud and uh, beyond. I think you can put podcasts on TikTok now, so I'll probably be on there. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, share. You never know. You might be helping me out if you share it with somebody. See you next time. Bye. I'm just going to think I'm fucking crazy.